1: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
0: Hello and welcome into another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. I am Davey Hudson alongside former Titan Denard Walker, and we appreciate you joining us today as we recap the Titans 30-24 overtime win against the Baltimore Ravens. And Denard, this was a fantastic game if you were just looking for pure entertainment. It had the back and the forth. It was just, there was some big plays. There was some good defensive stops. You just never knew what you were going to get. But before we break all that down, I want to ask, do you believe? Believe in Titans is presented by betonline.ag. And the NFL season is in full swing. And you might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on all the action at BetOnline. The Titans were a six and a half point dog, but if you took Denard in mind, advice, and you took the Titans money line, you're going to be a richer person now than you were before the game took place. But hey, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there is always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Denard, I'm going to bring you right in. Give me your thoughts about this high-flying affair between the Titans and the Ravens where the Titans came out on top.
1: First of all, let me say this is one of the best games that I've had a chance to watch in a long time. Man, this was amazing. Uh, It was nonstop. It was just two teams full of a lot of grit, uh basically both teams exerting each one's will on one another and just to watch this game this is what the NFL is about I've said it time and time again this is a game of attrition this is a game of mental fortitude and just to watch these two teams play today they exemplified everything that characterizes this team I I'm I'm still just baffled at how It looked like a championship game today. I think there was a sense of urgency by both teams coming in at six and three. And I think each team knew that, you know what, we got to make something happen. And this game wasn't given. It was taken. And congratulations to the Tennessee Titans because, man, they played lights out today. So congratulations to Tennessee. I mean, this was a great football game.
0: It was fun. It was one of those where the Titans, I mean, they had to bounce back. They ended up getting down by double digits i mean at one point during the game it was 21 to 10 for the ravens so overcoming an 11 point deficit to ultimately take the lead late in the fourth quarter then justin tucker comes down hits a field goal ties it up we go into overtime and the baltimore ravens get the ball first but the titans defense steps up and i I think denard the best way for us to attack this game is to kind of break it down in the three phases of the game starting we'll, we'll go with defense Special teams and then offense because I really want to save the what I would say is the best for last with that Titans offense today, and so when we start with this defense, you look at it, the Titans managed to go into this their game plan was going to be keep Lamar Jackson in check. You kind of saw that if you watched the Patriots play the Ravens last week, the Titans had a similar game plan of making sure you keep everything kind of in the box in between the numbers, and you force Lamar Jackson to beat you on the outside by getting his receivers in one-on-one situations with our defensive backs. And I, I thought we did a really good job of, I mean, that was the game plan. That's kind of what they did. And ultimately, the it was just enough to where the Titans were able to come out on top. I mean, if you look at Lamar Jackson's stat line from the passing game, he was 17 of 29 for 186 yards with one touchdown and one interception. It's, it's not great by any means of the imagination. Passer rating of only 74.8. QBR, 40.2, which for the reigning NFL MVP is is not something, if you're a Ravens fan, you want to see it all. And in, in the run game, I mean, Jackson, 13 carries, 51 yards. Denard, when you look at this Titans defense, obviously they didn't do fantastic in the second half against the Colts. How do you feel this matchup for them with the Ravens, how they ended up, I guess, executing at the end of the day?
1: Uh, let me just say this, first of all. Uh Amani Hooker I'm giving you the game ball today number 37 for Tennessee was all over the field he got beat for one touchdown on a fade route by Mark Andrews he came right back and he basically with the interception the deep ball to Devin Duvernay and the breakup to Hollywood Brown he played lights out so Amani Hooker you get my game ball today and I will say this for the rest of the defense. They play lights out. If you're a Tennessee Titan fan and you watch the way that your defense played today, you should be very proud because this was, this was a team today, a unit that was put in some very bad situations. And every time they was put in a bad situation, they responded. I love the way that they played in the red zone today. Red zone, I define it 20 yards and in. You talk about the first series of the game where Kevin KB makes a great play in the end zone to break it up for Mark Andrews, who's a beast. He had a great game. We seem to not account for Mark Andrews today, but who does? He's one of the best in the business. And let me tell you something again. You talk about the interception about Ron in the first quarter in which Bowser picks him off and takes it to the 30-yard line. Then what does the defense do? How do they respond to adversity? Third and goal, they step up, and basically Justin Tucker kicks a three-point kicks it in for three points. But hey, you know what? You will take that. That's a win for the defense. So the way that this team responded, that could have been 14 points easily, and it ended up six. And that's the reason that they end up winning the game today is because the defense play lights out.
0: Denard, you mentioned Amani Hooker, and he gets your game ball. The reason Amani was in, and we didn't know this going into the last time we recorded a podcast, but Kenny Vaccaro was out of the game with a neck injury, and so that is why... You saw so much of Hooker today. On the injury front, while we're talking about the defense, I do have some bad news. It it was announced a couple of hours ago that Jayon Brown is done for the year. Titans inside linebacker messed his elbow up. I don't know if if you guys saw the replay on that, but it was bad. And uh, I wish him a speedy recovery. I I don't know the exact extent of what exactly happened, how long his recovery time is going to be, but I do know he's going to be placed on IR and um, he's he's not going to be back this year. Also, speaking of that, you didn't see Jadavion Clowney today. Clowney got put on IR before the game this week. So that's going to be at least you got this week against the Ravens and then the Colts game next week. And then the following week, I think we play the Browns right after that. I might be getting my schedule mixed up a little bit, but it'll be a little bit before you see him return. So the Titans are really having to battle some injury issues. You also didn't see Adoree Jackson. He still has not been activated. He's not been ready to play. And so you've had, as you always say, Denard, the next man stepping up. And with the play on the field, I mean, I thought Will Compton came in for Jayon Brown. He was the signal caller and managed to get the defense lined up and in the proper spots. So it's good to see them step up. And, I mean, the Ravens ultimately, they scored 24 points. So, if you can, if if you're a Titans team, and I know we're talking about the defense, but we've we've found out what the magic number is for the Titans this year. The magic number for the Titans is for their offense to get thirty. If the defense can just keep a team under thirty, and the offense can obviously get above it, like Titans are five and zero on the year so far with that. So, but going back to the defense and looking at just the game plan, I thought it was really. A job well done for a lot of the guys on the interior there. And hopefully once you start to see some of these other guys get back, it is just going to be allowing the Titans to step up. My one knock, and Denard, this has been something I've gone at on this defense all year. How they do in third down situations. Again, the Ravens were 9 of 15 on third down. And fortunately, hey, we're able to squeak one out. But again, that number has to continue to go down whenever you basically have a team converting over 60% on all their third-down conversions for third-down third down attempts, it's problematic. And it's going to, one, allow the other team's defense to continue to get some rest, and it's less time for you to have your offense out there trying to get some points. So I, I guess from today's standpoint, Denard, is there anything that stood out to you as it relates to the Titans' third-down woes?
1: Well, well, yeah, they— even though they gave up not, it was nine of 15 on third downs, they still made the key plays when it came to like fourth and goal. We talk about some of the plays that they made in red zone. Anytime that a team gets in your red zone and you can hold the team to three points, that's a win for the defense. Listen, this defense was put in some bad situations today, as I alluded earlier in the podcast, but they responded. And listen, let's, let, let me just say this. Those guys on the other end, And I'm talking about the Baltimore Ravens. They get paid too. Okay. Think about it. What was our offense on third downs today? Because they were good. They were absolutely great today on third down.
0: Uh, The Titans converted five of 12 attempts.
1: Five of 12. Well, that five of 12 basically got a victory. And I'm going to say this before. You know what? Teams are going to make some plays. Okay. You can't always eliminate everything in this game. I know that we keep talking about the third down woes, but again, if we if you convert on third down, the question is, is how do you respond the next play? This team responded because anytime that you can hold a team, basically the six points in the first half when they should have had 14, that 14 basically means they would have won. Baltimore would have won the game. They held them. OK, I, so let's I give, give them that. credit. And then I, But then I also want to say this, OK, because we know there was a point in the game where Lamar could have easily hit uh, Andrews across the middle, which would have sealed the deal in the third what was it in the third quarter basically missed it only thing he had to do was to put the ball in there he missed it but you guess what that happens why did it happen because of the pressure of the defensive line uh, getting to Lamar so we never really talk about that and that's so important that's so vital this is why i love this game because it's a total team effort and people don't necessarily see that so this is something they can clean up going um heading down the stretch but again i thought this defense today in particular, I thought the secondary played well because let me tell you something. They absolutely took away uh, Hollywood Brown. Marquise Brown, didn't have he didn't do nothing today because they were all over him. Malcolm Butler and um, Desmond King played well. I thought we basically took their receivers, Miles Boykin, Willie Sneed right out of the game. They were not effective. The only question mark that I had today was at the tight end. We could not stop Mark Andrews, but hey. Who's been able to stop Mark Andrews all year? He's going to be a Pro Bowl tight end. The guy's a beast. He's a monster. He's from the University of Oklahoma, of course. So, again, you've got to give the defense, you got to give them credit. They played well. They stepped up uh, at pivotal points in the game. Talk about in overtime when they was able to get to Lamar. We talk about that sack. You know, that's what you want to see from your defense. They Harold Landry, that was huge. That put uh, Baltimore in a 30-long. And guess yeah. what? They got off the field then. It was so the only sack of the game for credit. the Titans. It, yeah, yeah no, it, but it was, it was a big yeah, sack.
0: It was, it was. And, um, like, like I, I thought the defense played good. I kind of wanted to go into that because I wanted to end it on a high note before we transitioned off. But, I mean, it really was a bend-but-don't-break style of game for the Titans' defense. And you mentioned the red zone stats. The Titans, they managed to hold on whenever it came to the Ravens converting for touchdowns. Titans held them for one of four whenever the Ravens got into the red zone. So 25% is pretty good. I mean, you look at how the Titans have been able to over, I guess, ever since Ryan Tannehill has taken over as the quarterback for Tennessee, like they've been exceptional in the red zone. And and so you you saw today, like, I mean, just how critical that can be. And for the Titans to come up on defense and only allow the Ravens to get one touchdown whenever they got into the red zone four times, that's critical. And that's ultimately one of the key reasons why the Titans came out victorious here.
1: Yeah, this, I'm telling you something, man. This today was a total team effort. If you know anything about this game, we know one thing for sure is that we've, we've seen where this team basically, when something bad happens, like on a special team unit, it seems to affect both sides of the ball. Not today. It seems like the offense fed off the defense and the defense fed off the offense. And I thought special teams, which we got to talk about today because I'm going to, I'm going to go off when we talk about special teams because the special teams played well. Coach Craig Ackerman deserves a game ball for that gutsy call, you know, um, in the second quarter before halftime where he put the fake in. Guess what? That led to what? Three points. I'm glad
0: glad you brought that up because that was going to transition us right into special teams. And Yes. That was my play of the game. Logan Woodside to Westbrook Akinye getting that seven-yard pass play right on the money for a first down to allow that drive to continue, I thought that was great. That was fantastic to actually see the Titans try to get creative there, and whenever you are able to do something like that, it can kind of help spark the offense, especially because we had gotten to the point the Titans were struggling to really get much going whenever it came to even converting first downs after the first drive where they scored a touchdown in the first half. So after that first drive, the offense didn't do much of anything for the rest of the second half or the rest of the first half. And so getting gutsy with it, and I mean, that pass by Woodside was right on the money. Like, you couldn't have asked for a better pass. The defender was right there. He put it right, the the one spot his receiver could make the play and get the first down.
1: Yeah, but guess what? You want to talk about Logan Whiteside. Check this out. How many times have Logan Whiteside has been the holder uh, for the kicker this season? How many times has he held for Steven Gostowski? Zero. Zero. <laughs> Zero. Yeah. So, so if you're Baltimore, did you not realize that number five was in the game and said, you know what, something is up? When I saw number five in the game, basically as a holder, I said to myself, uh-oh, somebody on that defensive unit had to say, wait, wait, something's up. Not well, one time this season, though, was Logan Woodside a holder for well, Steven. Well, we I were, mean, sorry for,
0: we were in ahead. a punt situation there. We weren't yeah. lined up for the kick. So it was, I guess he was the up man, right?
1: Right. So it was a fake. It was a beautiful fake. Yeah, they didn't see it. I mean, they had no clue. So usually if you're a coach, especially a specialty coach, and you see the quarterback, you know, lined up for a fake punt. How many times have you seen a, a quarterback line up as a personal protector? And I'm sitting there saying to myself, they got to have seen this. But let's give credit where credit is due. Yeah, that was a great play. But there's one guy in particular, Davey, Davy Hudson, that you've been calling out. You've been very critical. I stand by my
0: point. I stand by my point. stand Go by ahead. your
1: point. I'm going to get it out because I told you so. I got to get you right now. I know you're smart. I know you got a law degree from the University of Tennessee. But I told you going forward last week, I am sticking with Steven Gostowski. He was three for three today. And before halftime, he hit that big field goal. Davy, he absolutely played a great game. So let me tell you something. If I'm very critical of a guy one week, then let me tell you something. If he does good the next week or the following week, I'm going to praise him. Let me give the old savvy vet right now to all the fans. I will say this. Steven Dostowski, you are a beast. You kick lights out today. And boy, I sure like looking at Davey across the screen and saying, Davey, I told you so.
0: Denard, I have not questioned the guy's ability to kick at random times. But and answer me this question, Denard: What's the one thing that can help you stay in the game the longest? It's one word I'm looking for. What's the one thing coaches want to see, especially when we're looking at at the kicking game? It's going to allow you to consistency. Consistency, and so that's the thing. We saw him be great today, which we have seen him be great in the past. But it's just one of those things to where it's a week to week thing with him, to where you just never know who's trotting out there to kicked the field goal, and today he came through. Today he earned his paycheck, and I am happy that he did that because that ultimately was what allowed the Tennessee, the Tennessee Titans to walk out with yes. a win against Baltimore. So I will give him credit. Praise him. I will. Good job, Steven. <laughs> you did what you were supposed to do. I was just happy to see uh, two of the kicks were, I, th- I think they technically listed them at 40 yards, which is where he's yes. been struggling. Um, and they, they kept flashing the graphic up there of, like, most missed kicks in the NFL this season. And I was like, well, at least he kinda he, he kept coming through there. He hit his one extra point. So special teams was good. The in in the kicking game from the punting side of things, you know, I thought it was interesting this week, mentioned a little bit. They they cut Ryan Allen, who against the Bears did really well for him, the former punter yes. with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And and then they went with Trevor Daniel and Denard, we've we've talked about at length about the Titans special teams woes against the Colts back last Thursday and Trevor, his first punt wasn't great. They it lit. It came in at about 41 yards, but his second punt, he managed to get a 52 yarder and we only saw him twice today out on the field, which was probably best for the Titans. Not have to have the punting unit out there that much based off what we'd seen uh, recently. So again, still just kind of waiting on Brett Kern to get healthy, get back out there but special teams, they came through. Like I said, to kind of start this little segment off, I thought that play of the game, that the three-point right before the half, was was huge, and, and hey, anytime you can complete it for a first down, I will take it. But speaking of passing the ball, let's go to the offensive side, and let's look at Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill, this adds another notch into his fourth-quarter overtime game-winning drives, and he managed to do it in both the fourth quarter and in overtime. So, Denard, Ryan had been struggling as of late. I thought he had a pretty good bounce-back game here. I mean, he threw 22 of 31 for 259 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. He had a QBR of 80.6, and his passer rating was 104.1, which last year he led the league in passer rating at around 117. So this is obviously lower than, than that, but it's still, it's a, against this Ravens defense, that's a very solid number to put up. You saw the Titans go right down the field and your boy got involved. Who had that first touchdown, Denard? Take your victory lap.
1: The first touchdown of the game?
0: Yeah. John New! Exactly.
1: We talked about that. John New getting involved in the offense. That's his atd the atd of the season. He leads all tight ends in that category.
0: Yep, seven Gotta have... receiving, one rushing.
1: Let me tell you something today, D. And let me say this. Ron Tannehill, right now, what he did in the fourth quarter. Now, remember... I I said something to you earlier, and I said, Pete Carroll, who's one of the greatest coaches, one of the greatest minds in his games, he says something that I'll never forget. And I told you this. He says, you win games when? When do you win games in this league? In the fourth quarter, man. In the fourth quarter. He says, you win games in the fourth quarter. That's when you win. Not the first, second, third. It's like a boxing match. You don't win in the first six rounds. Very rarely do you see a guy get knocked out in the first six rounds especially in the championship fight. Didn't you see that that fight between Smith Leo Santa Cruz?
0: Sorry, buddy. I, d- I didn't get a chance. Uh, I didn't get off, I know. Uh, well,
1: yeah. yeah, but one of the things I loved about that fight was Davis, I'm sorry, he kept getting Santa, uh, Santa Cruz with this uppercut, like in the first few rounds. Da, da, he was just stinging him. Pop, pop, pop. And it wasn't really affecting him. But somewhere in that seventh and the eighth, he connected with another uppercut. He didn't stop it, and that put him down. That's exactly the way Ryan played today. He just kept nitpicking at this team all day long for the first three quarters, and then with about 7 minutes and eleven seconds remaining in the fourth quarter, Ryan went to work. and Let me give you let me give you people a breakdown, Davey. I'm gonna give you a breakdown of what I call a championship drive. What he did was he started off in our red zone, red zone which was in between the twenty yard line. He hit Ferker on a seven second down and six. They get a first down. Then he comes back and hits Corey with a post corner that basically had Peters uh, twisted around. Peters was clueless, makes a great throw. He comes back. He hits A.J. for another huge first down. OK, then he gives it to the G tra- the D train. He picks up eight strong yards. OK, this is in the fourth quarter with 7-11. This is where this team actually they said, you know what? We're going to exert our will on you. We're going to basically, when I say this is a game of attrition, this is, this is where this team basically took control of the game. And then we saw AJ with that slant. You remember that one play that put Tennessee up 24-21 when AJ took a slant? He basically fought off four defenders. He knocked Marcus Peters down. The safety came up and hit him. AJ showed today why. They took A.J. before D.K., and that was the biggest talk, you know, with, are you crazy? You're going to give up D.K. Metcalf for A.J.? Serious? Yes, he showed today why he's a beast. He showed why he was a monster. Did you see how many guys that basically bounced off him for that touchdown? It was a basically slant route. That's all hard. You can't teach that. That's so something that 10. you either have or you don't. Yeah, on There's that third the, and ten. And like, we were- how many guys did he drag into the end zone? How many guys did you see on him?
0: Well, he managed to actually get by them all by the time he had walked across the line. But it was, uh, I think we were about three and a half yards short of the first down. And that's when he just went beast mode and was able he to break them off. Mode. And then you saw Jeremy McNichols come up from behind and just push him all the way back into the end zone. Titans go up top. And you got a one-point lead at that point before you settle for the two-point conversion, which exactly, Arthur Smith, man, I got to give him credit. That that read Great option point. right there, whew, that was pretty ah. God. That was pretty.
1: I just basically soul. walked it in. Got a Just soul walked around. it in.
0: Yep, and I mean, like you know, you know they're going to sell out on Derrick Henry. You know the defense is going to sell out on him. So just pull it out and just take two
1: steps and you're in. That's why they need to hire him at the University of Tennessee. He went in and read some of that zone, baby. What did he end up doing? You don't prepare for that in the NFL. That's what typically gets a lot of defenses. When you start reading all that zone read, they don't know how to prepare for that in, in the NFL.
0: I wouldn't mind seeing Arthur Davey. Smith. I trust me. I'm I'm trying to do anything I can <laughs> to get the guy who's at, who's in there right now out. I would gladly take Arthur Smith as the next head coach. At the <laughs> you university. Know you to love Jeremy Arthur's, Pruitt. You know no, you are love you Jeremy kidding Pruitt. me? Don't start You'll with me love right now, Jeremy Denard, Pruitt. You love him? No, you should go back and listen to my. I was pulling against the Volunteers this week. That's how bad it is. <laughs> I'm rooting for the other team. Anchor down right now. Okay, let's go, Vandy. Anchor down. Kick our ass.
1: You better, not show, you better not show up in Knoxville. You better not show up at a UT game saying Buddy, that. everyone's I, I with you. me. Everyone, I'm not coming to Knoxville. Like, no, no, I'm not coming me. to a game with Denard, you. I know you're know, you're you in don't Texas, get me
0: beat up. Denard, you're in Texas right now. You, you would have more people on my side right now than you would against me. I guarantee you. It's, things are about to burn down in Knoxville, Tennessee, when it comes to Tennessee football. But, hey, going back to the point, Arthur Smith, great offensive mind, really stepped it up the second half. I know that people are like, yeah, he would be a great college guy. If he's smart, he's just going to stay in the NFL, and he's going to get a job before long as, the, as a head coach somewhere. And so I actually, speaking of a, a head coaching situation, I got to believe in titans Melback question. Titan up mailbag, we're going to get to later on that I, I would love to get your opinion on, Denard, because I think a lot of people are kind of curious about this. But yeah, Arthur Smith, really great game plan. I, I do want to say after Ryan Tannehill threw that interception early on to uh, Bowser, Ryan looked shook whenever he came back out on the field. He was really struggling. I mean, he started 6 of 6 for like 30-something yards and a touchdown. But after that pick, which t- really bad blocking on, on the Titans, I want to say like we I, – I think it might have been Nate Davis. I don't want to call him out. But, but I want to say it was him. Let the guy come through. There was a misread yeah. somewhere. And then McNichols didn't pick up. The guy coming right at him. And Ryan took a shot. And uh, Bowser dropped back into coverage, picked it off. But the Titans, they kind of faltered there a little bit, but they were able to get things going. And obviously we mentioned the A.J. Brown touchdown, which was incredible. But a guy that I think deserves a lot of credit for that second half is Corey Davis. Corey Davis yes. did not have a catch in the first half. He ended the game starting in the second half with five receptions for 113 yards. So he really made sure that his presence was felt in that second half. And he, he was able to just continue to take advantage of whoever they matched him up on. Running some great routes, and I'm at the point, man. Like I know we'll talk about this more as we get into the off season, but I am ready for them to lock up Corey Davis with a long term contract. I'm I'm really this curious to see. He look good. His.
1: Who's who do I say was my X factor in the summertime?
0: Corey. Which Corey? Yeah, it's it's great, man. Like I I know I understand why they didn't pick up his option because one, when you're a top five pick and you get that fifth year option, the amount of money you have to pay them. Corey hadn't been playing to that level. So I don't blame John Robinson for not picking it up, but if Corey wants to be in Nashville and based off where the Titans' salary cap situation is, I think they can make it work. I do know Johnny Smith's the next guy they're going to try to lock up long-term, but I would love to see them get Corey Davis and him be a Titan for years to come alongside with A.J. once He's got a couple more years on his rookie deal, but they got Ryan in there for the next bit and Derrick Henry, so... There's some, there's some weapons that the Titans have that they're going to be able to work with for, for some time to come. But, Denard, final point before we get to the tight Mel bag, that final run by Derrick Henry to seal the game. Man, he literally, if you look at the track, the track track, you know how they like track where the guys are at on the field? Derrick literally gave the Baltimore Ravens an L. He cuts up and then just runs a straight line, and there's just that giant L right there on the screen where Derrick just put them in the dust, broke a few tackles, and the Titans hit that thirty number and win it in overtime.
1: But you want to know something? What really set it up? Remember where I told you that guys, teams, sometimes units feed off of one another. Mm-hmm. When I sometimes tell you that sometimes your offense can galvanize your defense. You really know. You want to know who started that? Who was it? Tonight? You want to know? Harold Landry. That big sack on Lamar in overtime. It put Baltimore in third and long. And guess what happened? We got off the field. That got that unit jacked up. That play by Harold Landry, that sack on Lamar was huge in overtime. That put Baltimore in third and 18. And then guess what? The defense fed off of that. And then before the run, when we you just got through talking about how big Corey. Corey stepped up huge with a huge reception in overtime. AJ stepped up huge with a big first down in overtime. And guess what? And, and, And let me point this out. Baltimore got two stud corners. Marlon Humphreys, who they just played, paid what a hundred and ninety-five billion dollars, right? Well, you know, I'm just hopping to speak, and I I like to throw that out. And they in Peters, you know, they traded for him. And Peters is one of the most consistent, more most reliable, one of the best corners. He's a savvy vet. So when you take Peters and Humphreys, basically, what our receivers did is they just went to work on him today. They just basically out hustled him. They, they basically had more heart because this game just came down really to grit. And that's exactly what set up that run for Derek. And then Derek just sealed it off. Basically just, it it was, it was over when he just broke that. And that's what broke the back right there of that Baltimore defense. They just, Derek was just huge tonight. Just some huge gut, gutty runs. You got to give it up for the D train today. He just absolutely played it was just all hard today. You know, it's not its not looking from a, a stat situation, but when you look at the way he ran the football today, it just absolutely, it's like the offensive line fed off of him running and he fed off the offensive line the way that they were blocking. And I actually, as a fan, as a former athlete, as a guy who's played this game, I'm just sitting back saying to myself, you got to be kidding me. This is a game, It wasn't about how pretty it looked. It was just about making it ugly, and this was just old-school football today.
0: Yeah, Denard, uh, Derek ended the game with 28 carries for 133 yards, along of 29, which that 29-yard run was the final run of the game for a touchdown. And you mentioned the offensive line. The offensive line's battling some issues. Uh, You saw Ben Jones go out at one point during the game, and – Whenever Jamil Douglas comes in, he snaps it over Derrick Henry's head. I don't like the call. I will, I will fault uh, Arthur Smith for trying to go with a, a wildcat wildcat. situation whenever you have a brand new center coming in for trying to go shotgun there. That was bad. But Roger Saffold wasn't playing. We already know Taylor LeJuan's done for the year. And man, like, Ty Sambrello, he was getting beat a good bit by Unique and Gakway. I am happy that we don't have yeah. to see Unique anymore. You know, going into the year, like, all right, we got to face him twice with the Jaguars. Then he gets traded to Minnesota. We face him against Minnesota. Then they trade him to Baltimore, and we got to face him against Baltimore. So we ended up facing him twice, just not with the team we were expecting. So fortunately, we're done there because he did ha- he did force that one fumble on Ryan. Fortunately, it went out of bounds. But but yeah, the uh, the offensive line going to have to get back to the basics. Hopefully, we get Roger healthy. And they're able to develop Isaiah Wilson some more. I'm not feeling optimistic about that project right now from just some of the things that continue to hear just where he's at. You've got a first-rounder that you're not even willing to put out there. you got a practice squad guy you kind of promote over him as far as playing time goes. So we'll have to continue to watch that, but that'll definitely be a project for the Titans, and we'll see how that goes. But, Denard, to wrap up, I know a lot of people are still talking whenever it comes to the defense, the lack of a defensive coordinator. Jim... Jim Nance and Tony Romo were actually discussing former Titans coordinator, defense coordinator, Dean Pease, and how obviously he retired at the end of last season after the Titans game against Kansas City, but he is definitely not having the retirement he thought he was going to with COVID. Um, I I don't expect Dean Pease to exactly come out of retirement, even though I think that would help this Titans team, but here's a name, and Ben basically wrote into us on this one, and I, I thought it was a great question. I wanted to put this out there. What do you think about bringing in Matt Patricia as the defensive coordinator next year for the Tennessee Titans?
1: Matt Patricia?
0: I don't expect him to be with Detroit. I expect <laughs> him to fire him. And if, I'm, Ryan, if I'm if I'm Mike Vrabel, I make the call. He was his linebacker's coach when Mike yeah. was in New England. He knows how to run a defense. I don't hate the idea. I I think it would be worth it.
1: Yeah, but we don't know if he's going to get fired. That's why when you said he's Matt gonna get fired, You think so? Buddy, I, it's well, not yeah, a matter of if, if hard,
0: it's when. Nah.
1: Yeah, he's a great mind. I mean, if you can coach on to Bill Belichick and be a, and call defenses for Coach Belichick, then you can call for any defense. You know what I'm saying? Because you know that you've been taught and you've been molded by one of the best defensive minds of the game. So, yeah, it will be a great uh, acquisition to the Titans organization, but I don't want to speculate that Matt Patricia is on his way out. Uh, I'm sorry,
0: I know you you don't like to do that, but I'm just letting you know it's just a matter of time. Whenever you look at there, they can't do anything on the offensive side of the ball. And, I mean, the only teams that they've beaten this year, they beat the Cardinals, which I'm still in shock from that one. But outside of that one, they beat the Jaguars, which we know the Jaguars don't have a whole lot. They beat the Falcons, and they beat the Washington football team. So, it's... And today they got beat 20 to nothing by the Panthers, who have been struggling, so... It's it's, um, it's one of those things, and uh, we'll get to watch them. I, I will just say though I am happy as we head into Thanksgiving, we get ready to face the Colts again. I'm not exactly happy about that, but I'm just saying like we're going into this game coming off of a win, and with the playoff situation, obviously right now the, the Colts ended up getting a win over the Packers today. I was frustrated about that one. but with the win, the Titans are currently sitting with the fifth seed, the number one wild card spot uh, behind. Pittsburgh at 10-0, Kansas City's 8-1 and 1 at the 2, and Buffalo's at 7-3, and 3, and the Colts are at 7-3. and 3. Titans own the tiebreaker over the Bills. So if the Titans beat the Colts next week, Titans will be in a position to, one, have a one-game lead for the AFC South title, and they would have the tiebreaker over the Buffalo Bills for a higher seed whenever you look at that. But the the Ravens losing today and the Dolphins losing today really helps the Titans for both those teams uh, to fall back to 6-4. and four. Vegas is playing the Chiefs right now as we're recording this, and so if Vegas loses, that I'll move them to 6-4. and four. It's probably the best thing for the Titans to kind of get a couple of, others of those teams, a couple of L's. They talked about it on the broadcast today, but this is the first time in NFL history where you've had, at this point in the season, nine teams sitting at six wins or more. So it is a very tight race in the AFC for those seven playoff spots. And right now the Titans, I know we kind of talked about it last week, but this this I wasn't going to call it a must win, but it was getting close to that point, and the Titans managed to get the victory, and that's going to help so much if the Ravens are able to kind of come back this season and make a late push for the Titans to have that tiebreaker over them. And it's always good just to beat the Ravens. I mean, that rivalry, that's been going back for a while. Like, it, it, it feels good. So, Denard, obviously, we're going to get to go to bed tonight happy, sleeping on a Titans victory. I'm going to go watch the highlights of this before I go to sleep. I'm just going to put that on the the phone next to the, the nightstand, and I'm just going to listen to Mike Keith as the Titans manage to pull one out. But, hey, any closing thoughts before we go? And we'll be back later this week to break down or, I guess, preview the Titans as they take on the Indianapolis Colts for the second time this season.
1: Just like Mr. Al Davis, he always used to say this, one of the greatest slogans in the National Football League, just win, baby. That's all you got to do is going down the stretch. Just win, baby.
0: I hear you, buddy. And I'm right there with you. But, hey, that is going to do it for us today. For Denard Walker, I am Davey Hudson. You have been listening to Believe in Titans on the Belief Podcast Network. And as always, tighten up. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Believe in Titans on the Belief Podcast Network. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. We are available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can follow along to keep up with all the latest Titans information on Twitter at Titans. That's B-L-E-A-V-T-I-T-A-N-S. And hey, if you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time.